Welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. And if you are listening to the podcast because you missed us live, you can also send your questions to Facebook or Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. Uh, some news headlines I found interesting today. Dictionary.com changed the term of court packing, which it used to mean um, someone trying to create seats to pack a court. Now it is just uh, installing judges that are compatible with your worldview. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting, yeah. isn't it? Yep. YouTube announces it will censor content questioning the 2020 election outcome. Uh, anything talking about fraud, irregularities, or saying that uh, anything along those lines will be uh, censored, which is interesting because multiple states have now thrown their support behind Texas's uh, election lawsuit against Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. So that is some big news. And, and that is a big, this is a big case because mm-hmm. it's pretty much going to, they're not contesting whether there's fraud, which requires criminal intent. intent. Yeah. What they're questioning is the constitutionality of what they did because they're saying it violated the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And if it violated the Constitution, which is a group of safeguards that were put in place by founding fathers, to guard the whole integrity of the process, then if they violated that, they're going to have to throw those electoral votes out. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens because the Supreme Supreme Court uh, rebuked, uh, decided not to hear the case in Pennsylvania that got uh, rejected by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. So um, it'll be interesting to see if they take this case up as well. Um, well, but one of the things that uh, I was um, told is one of the reasons they may have thrown that other case out. Was because of this one? Because they knew this one was mm-hmm. coming, and this is a much broader mm-hmm. and more constitutional case that will take care of that yeah, case. So That's true. So anyway. Did I, you hear that uh, the U.K. issued an allergy alert over the COVID-19 vaccine after two fall ill? And I, that was the vaccines were just given yesterday. I, um, di- so I did hear that. That is pretty interesting. Um, but I did hear... Uh, a doctor address that and say, you know what, if you're anti-phylactic, I mean, if you have uh, problems, if you're highly allergic, in other words, you're not talking about somebody just sneezing or getting a little light right. rash. You're talking about people that might have problems breathing or like uh, some people when they eat seafood, they get deathly ill because mm-hmm. uh, they have a, a severe reaction. Those kind of people they're saying might want to hold off on it. So yeah, but those are some people who are going to be, you know, susceptible to COVID as well. So that's kind of interesting uh, there, right? Because they're going to be the most susceptible to having stro- struggles with the COVID nineteen uh, virus. Yeah. Um, but anyway, a Canadian judge uh, ruled that churches are not permitted to hold drive-in services and have fined pastors more than thirty-two thousand dollars because they have, which um, kind of coincides with what. Uh, 
uh, a pastor who was held in prison in Turkey has said about America, um, which is that regardless of who wins the election eventually um, soon, uh, persecution is coming. And he says that we are not ready. That is Pastor Andrew Brunson, who spent a few years in prison in Turkey for uh, his work there. Um, so pretty interesting and dire uh, warning from him. And then the last one, uh, the U.S. Uh, U.S. intel officials believe that a Chinese spy um, had uh, intimate relationship, uh, uh, intimate relationship with Eric Swalwell, um, which is concerning. Um, and then that coincides with a video that got pulled down off of the internet, in which a Chinese uh, doctor, I think he was a uh, education in education, um, spoke about having friends. And our people at the highest levels of the American government. Yeah, that was, was on, that was on Tucker Carlson, mm-hmm. I think, on the Fox News Network, and it was vetted. Yeah, and uh, and there was some 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 real concerning um, things that he said about having people in place. Yeah, basically to replace Trump, and that that's going to take care of their problems. Which is interesting that this Chinese guy said that not to an American audience. He was speaking to Chinese yeah. people. So, um, pretty yeah. concerning stuff. That's for sure. Well, and, um, I don't know if you saw uh, this headline, zero NFL players choose LGBTQ cause for their cleats. <laughs> Three support anti-gay groups. <laughs> that's what, that's, wow. that was the, that was the headline. And what are the anti-gay groups? Are well, they just Christian organizations. Well, one of them is Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Yeah. So um, it was not established as an anti-gay group. Yeah. Obviously, um, it's biblical. Mm-hmm. And again, um, biblical. If you if you want to say anti-gay, what does that mean? If you mean anti-gay behavior, then yes, it would be. Uh, anti-gay behavior because that would go against <laughs> God's design. Um, but there, well, I mean, I, I just there. This is a road we're going to continue going down. Yeah, because you can't have a secular worldview that says anything goes for anybody, and then say these people over here who believe that the Bible is what goes for them is the only exception to that. And so we, you can't live out those beliefs. Yeah. I mean, if they want to wear a sticker that says FCA, what's, why does that bother people? We, I go into Starbucks and people have rainbow, uh, BLM things on there. This is on their work t-shirt. Mm-hmm. This is not, um, some sticker they put on there. This is their work t-shirt. And it's got BLM, uh, the organization mm-hmm. um, symbol on it, a gay pride symbol. Uh, and um, so I don't, you know, I, I just don't. If you're going to allow one, why can't you allow the other? Because being anti-gay behavior does not make you anti-gay people. It just means that you believe that behavior is wrong. Yeah biblically and i think the reason you know you you point out the hypocrisy and the contradiction in that but uh to them you know it's a it's a totalitarian mindset it is that you must accept this or we must crush you because if you don't accept it if there's any 
dissent, then that is violence and that is harmful to uh, whatever their cause is. So it's it's a a pretty scary trend that we've seen, you know, started on college campuses and now moving more and more into the mainstream. Uh, what? Yes. So yeah, it's pretty pretty. It's not uh, not a biblical way of thinking, and it's also you know not how our nation has typically um, acted. You know, that's not that's not that's against our our national values as well as our Christian values. Well, I have to tell you, you know, it's it, it, it's interesting what's going on that they um, this election stuff because right now. Uh, Attorney General of Texas, Ken Paxton, who went to this case. I mean, this is a, a case. A, it's a state case mm-hmm. against another state. So you've got Texas and uh, Louisiana and I think Missouri's on board now. Florida's considering it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that are taking a case against Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and uh, Wisconsin alleging that they improperly changed the election procedures not in accordance with the Constitution, which makes their electoral uh, votes at risk. And so for the popular vote, not for the legislatures in those cities. Mm -hmm. So what they're seeking is a remedy that the legislators pick the people because they didn't properly follow what the Constitution said for the votes to be cast. So it calls for special elections to take place to appoint presidential electors or if they've already been appointed for state legislators to appoint new ones. And so, like I said, it's Missouri, Louisiana, Arkansas, Texas, I think Florida and um, North Dakota might be joining. It may be growing. So with uh, you've got House uh, Congress, congressmen who are calling for this thing. You're going to have multiple states on board. So the Supreme Court is going to have to weigh in mm-hmm. on this. That's why that pick of Amy Coney Barrett is going to be really important. And one of our guests, a guy named Steve Farrar, uh, said that she is going to have an Esther moment. Mm. And she surely might. Yeah. Uh, because... Uh, I I really believe um, if you look at all the things that have taken place uh, in the last few months, there is no doubt a lot of anti-Trump driven ends justifies the means. Mm-hmm. And I, I said this and I'll say it again. I don't want whoever my choice for candidate for president of the United States is to win because I cheat or I don't do things the way they're supposed to be. And I don't think anybody should be. And we're going to see what the Supreme Court says probably on this great issue. Yeah. Um, So we will be back with more after the break. Uh, You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. And you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We will be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store. 
or over the internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. Just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring, ting, tingling, too. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Outside the snow is falling and friends are calling you. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, let's go. Let's look at the show. We're riding in a wonderland of snow. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. We hope you are enjoying our Christmas theme music for this month of December. If you are just joining us, we took the first segment, as we do every day, to talk about the news of the day, Um, some pretty interesting developments and things that have been going on uh, in the news lately. Uh, I wasn't on yesterday, so I didn't no, we missed you yeah. on here, man. We we did. David Gray did a great job, though, as he always does. Yeah, but we did miss you. So, you know, we haven't talked much about Christmas. Is, is it going to be a weird Christmas for you guys this year with COVID and the lockdown and everything, or is it just kind of like because we really don't have a lockdown here in yeah. Florida, but it is kind of weird with masks. My wife and I said that we were out the other night and we went to the store and. It's just weird to see everybody wearing masks. Mm-hmm. And I don't wear one, so uh, when I go into a store and I see, pe- I'm like usually the only one, one or one of two. And if you know a, a company is like, "Well, you got to wear a mask," I'm say, "Oh well, sorry," and I'll just leave. Um, so it's not like I'm, you know, I don't get confrontational about it. But it is, it is strange to be the only one with your face, uh, you know. Well, it's visible. weird not to see everybody's faces. Yeah. Like, I was in one store, and this person said hi like they knew me. I don't even know who they mm-hmm. were because they were behind a mask. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going, I mean, it's hard enough for me to remember who people are when you can see their face, <laughs> much less when all you see is eyeballs. Right, right? yeah. So, um, yeah, Christmas I, Christmas is going to be pretty normal for us. Um, well, Except for you have a baby. Yeah. That, that's Didn't have be, a baby before, man. Yeah, it's, it's going to be. And, you know, we're still, this is our third Christmas together. Um, and so we're still juggling, you know, kind of how we're going to do with her family and my family. And the things going to be different for our family is only because my brother is now a nurse and he works nights. So he's working Christmas Eve. So we're going to do something in the afternoon instead of right in the morning. But other than that, you know, yeah, we're, we're getting together and, uh, enjoying each other's company and we're going to get together with Ari's family as well too. Me and her are, uh, and yeah, so looking forward to it. She'll be fun. Well, um, means a lot of eating for me, which is good and bad. (laughs) Yeah. Well, listen, um, 
this this week is going to be our last live week of 2020. Uh, we are going to replay some of the best of next week and the following two weeks, really through the end of the year, uh, uh, just uh, so that uh, you and I can spend time with our families and we can enjoy the holidays. And um, so it's been great. You know, this is our this will end our fourth year, Taylor, mm. of SWAT Radio. Pretty crazy. Pretty cool. It is. It's uh, crazy. Uh, so uh, it's been a, a great time. Uh, we've enjoyed having this uh, platform. And uh, we have not only finishing our fourth year, I think it's our fourth. I can't even remember. Because I, I, I think we were in it. Yeah, I think it completes our fourth year. Mm. Um, and uh, we're finishing also Hebrews today. Yep. The, the Hebrews 13, 15 through 24, we've been there all week and um, finished the, the the book. We had a celebration at SWAT this morning and at lunch and again in the morning. Uh, missed you. I thought you were going to be at lunch today, and no. then I realized you weren't there. Yeah. And so <laughs> I was planning on coming to the morning one, so I'm going to have to do Friday morning. Oh, my goodness. That one yeah, you have to come down to St. Augustine. Yep. Uh, by the way, we do have one in the morning at Jumpin' Jack's House of Food over on San Jose Boulevard and then on Friday down in St. Augustine at the Village Inn. But we are in Hebrews and chapter 13. We've been looking at the kind of the final instructions for the faith race. And we asked the question Monday, what will others imitate uh, that they see in me? Why am I here? What's my mission and how am I running? These are all accountability questions, really things we need to think about. When you go, why am I here? Not just my purpose in life, but why, if I'm God's child, did he bring me into his family and then leave me on earth instead of bring me home? Because ideally the best place to be is with him. Mm -hmm. And so why does he leave me here? That's a question we need to understand and and try to seek to answer because we all have a purpose here to be his witness to be his kingdom of priests to be a holy priesthood and our mission is to follow jesus as we do that jesus says he's going to make us fishers of men he says follow me and i will make you he does the work so he he's kind of given these final instructions in chapter 13 verses we've looked at 15 through 17 so far and he calls us to run our race sacrificially and we talked about self-sacrifice, like Paul says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice in Romans 12, 1, and then serving others, Romans 15, 1, 2. He says, let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up, um, not to please ourselves. And But there was also an element of financial sacrifice Paul talked about in Philippians 4, where he says, when the Philippians gave to him out of their uh, sacrifice, it was a sacrifice for them. They didn't give out of abundance. They gave out of just what they had. Mm -hmm. And he said, this is a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. So you have self-sacrifice, serving others, and financial sacrifice. And in this race, we run sacrificially, but he also said we run submissively. And Yesterday with David Gray, we talked about um, what does it mean to obey your leaders and submit to them? And so here's a question for you, Taylor. 
if you're part of a church ecclesiastical body, that's your worship place. And your elder says, Taylor, listen, I know you're not wearing mask, but we feel that the Bible teaches to obey your government unless it's unbiblical. And as your elders, we don't feel it is. So we're asking you, brother, to wear a mask. Now, where does that put you in relation to this verse? Mm-hmm. I would think that there's a conversation to be had because I think that it is unbiblical to wear a mask, and I think that there would be a discussion to be had uh, with that. But, um, you know, if they were able to convince me that I was an error, well, then I'd so So here's the thing, and this is what we talked about at SWAT today because this question came up today. If you have a difference of opinion on the Bible and you're part of an ecclesiastical body who there's an elder there, let's, we'll take it away from the mask because I know that's a hot button for you. Let's say drinking alcohol. You love this church family. You sign a covenant saying you're going to be under this, and this pastor says, you know what, for people that joined ABC Church, Community Church, we believe that God has called us not to drink because of all the rampant uh, damage it's done in our culture. So part of our covenant as a church community is we're not going to drink alcohol. Now, there's nothing unbiblical about drinking alcohol, but that pastor saying, as your leader here, as elders, the elders have decided that we are going to abstain from alcohol. So you have a choice to make. You can allow those elders to be your authority the way that God intended for them to be. Or you can say, I disagree. I like the way they teach. They're not perfect, so I'm going to stay here. Well, I think that wouldn't there be an option to go find a different church? Absolutely, there is. But that's why so many people find different churches. <laughs> yeah. So. How do we know that God may not want you there? See, Mm. one of the things, we grow up in a culture that says the individual has a right. Well, you know what? I just disagree with him. I think he's wrong. Well, tell me one teenager that thinks their parent's right when their parents tells them something to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? They disagree. Well, they don't understand my boyfriend, or they don't understand my girlfriend, or they don't understand why I need this, you know? And so what I'm saying to you is, in an ecclesiastical setting where it's a church leader, the elders of a church, and they tell you to do something that's not unbiblical, you would have to make a pretty strong case that what they're saying is unbiblical. Well, what about, so like, you know, there's people... Do you understand what I'm saying, though? Yeah, yeah. But I'm curious, so what about like churches who believe that baptism is, uh, you know, in you know that it's needed for not necessarily they wouldn't say it this way but for salvation you need to be baptized like that's different than what you're talking about right like they're saying that salvation baptism is something that you have to do for your salvation to be well if you're if you're adding a works to salvation then that's heresy i mean that's going against the gospel i mean because the gospel paul said it's for by grace through faith that you're saved it's a gift of god there's that there's no requirement to be baptized to to be in God's family. Now, there's a command to be baptized in obedience mm-hmm. to him. He said, go make disciples, baptizing them. But and, and we see that as a pattern. 
But the thief on the cross wasn't baptized. Yeah. Was he? No. All right. So you got to look at the scripture. If you have an opportunity to be baptized, you should be. Does that disqualify you from being uh, part of God's family? It may disqualify you from being part of a local church. Maybe they feel so strongly. And here's where the problem is, Taylor. When we make a conviction theology, it becomes legalism. Mm -hmm. So, um, it, it, it can be a conviction, but to say somebody's salvation is dependent upon it, it then becomes legalistic. Now, you can have a conviction that you say, hey, we as a culture of this community, as elders, we've decided that we uh, take that argument Paul was in with the Corinthians, or they were having in Corinth. Um, you know, we have people that don't want to eat meat sacrificed to idols. Well, we have some that do. So ABC Church over here decides, you know, we're not going to eat meat, but uh DEF community church over here says, Oh, we, we feel free to eat that meat. We, we know it's there's idols are useless. They do nothing. And we enjoy the meat and we feel, well, Paul would say they, they both can exist because those issues they are struggling with aren't salvation, salvation issues, right? They are what non-essential issues. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I, I don't know. I heard Chuck Swindoll say it, and I, a guy today at SWAT said it too. In the gospel unity, in non-essentials, liberty, and everything, charity. Mm. You know, and so there are some issues that we go to the wall over. Right. But that's not the issue of the text that we looked at yesterday. So I, it, the, going back to the issue of the text, the issue of the text is, are you submissive to the ecclesiastical authorities over you. Mm. And if you can't be, then you probably shouldn't be at that church. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I agree with you. All right. We will be back with more after the news. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are finishing up Hebrews chapter 13. Well, the whole book of Hebrews, actually. <laughs> the the we are, whole yeah. book, man. We are in chapter 13, and we're looking at verses 15 through 24 this week. And just before uh, we went to the news break, we were talking about 
um, uh, submitting to your ecclesiastical, ecclesiastical elders. And, uh, you know, we didn't quite get to finish up there. I know that's what you guys talked about the other day, but I just want to say I agree with you that, um, you know, talking about the meat uh, or talking about drinking, that, that the goal should be that this the community is so important to you that you will not, you will forego drinking if you think that, you know, just having a, a drink, uh, you know, like a beer every once in a while isn't a sin. You'll forego that for the good of the community. And if you're convicted another way um, and that you, you, you won't do that, then it's better to leave and find another church body than to stay in that church body and cause division and, and rancor, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Just wanted to finish that up before no. we got cut off by the break. No, that's good. Uh, and you know, we were what well, the, the thing the point of the passage is that this writer is telling why do you think the writer's telling them to submit to authorities to 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 obey your leaders submit to them well because what was happening people were feeling pressure by some people within that community to go back and conflate Jewish ritual sacrifice and Jewish rituals as part of their sanctification and um, salvation process with God. And he's saying, no, listen to your leaders and submit to them, obey them. He says they're the ones who are going to have to give an account. So let them do it with joy and not groaning, he says. So, and I, I quoted, um, Jeremiah 13, where it says, if you don't listen, my soul would weep. Leaders have a responsibility for the sheep. And if they're good leaders, they care when their sheep aren't obeying. They care when their sheep are in danger. Um, And Paul in Acts 20 said, you know, he said, even people among you are going to be people who mislead. You're going to be like ravenous wolves. You're going to come in and you're going to hurt the flock. Mm. And so I pray for you. And that kind of leads us into verse 18 and 19 where he says, pray for us, this writer, for we are sure that we have a clear conscience desiring to act honorably in all things. You know, I I just wonder if you're listening today, when's the last time you prayed for your spiritual leaders? Those that are over you, those that have to give an account to God um, for you, have you ever prayed for them? You know, some people, I mean, not, I'm not talking about, Lord, help the pastor as he brings a message today. Lord, guard him. You know, just, I was talking about this yesterday, Carl Lentz, who was mm. the leader of uh, Hillsong Church up in, uh, uh, I think, New York. Yep. He just got fired a month ago for mm-hmm. m- marital infidelity. And then it came out that that wasn't the first, yeah. Yes. Yeah. There was multiple episodes, but... He, he's been making the press circuit tours. He was on The View and on all these shows mm-hmm. while a lot of this was going on. And, you know, we need to pray for our leaders, pray that God would guard them, pray that they would have people around them, pray that, uh, pray that they have people in their life that will put their fingers in their chest and say, are you in the word? Are you being pure? Are you keeping your eyes pure? Are you keeping boundaries in your marriage? Are you loving your kids? You know, all all the accountability questions that we all need. A lot of times leaders 
sometimes people make assumptions about them that Mm -hmm. they have people doing it. And many of them don't have anybody doing it. And then what starts to happen is leaders insulate themselves. They have like protective people to guard their time. It starts off guarding their schedule, you know, to give them time to, to just be a human, but pretty soon it ends up being, they never spend any time around regular people. Yeah. They're only around the people they like, only around the people that they can, that look up to them, mm. only around people that think they're the best thing since sliced bread. And what happens with that is they start believing their own press reports mm. and they start feeling like they are entitled to time. Mm. They are entitled to resources. They are entitled to praise. And they start taking the praise that was meant for God. And and so we need to pray for our leaders. Philippians four six says, "Pray about everything." First Thess five seventeen says, "Pray always." So pray for the leaders. You know, the writer says, "I urge you in verse nineteen, the more earnestly to do this, in order that I may be restored to you the sooner." He's wanting to see them in person, and he's saying, "Pray for me. Pray, pray for me." But what's interesting, he says, Taylor, is the first or second or the first verse. He says, "We are sure that we have a clear conscience, desiring to act honorably." I thought that's very interesting that he's saying, "Pray for us. We have a good conscience, but pray for us." Yeah, I think pastors and leaders, we, you know, our people need to know that we have a clear conscience. They need to know that we're acting honorably and we don't be to need to be dismissive if they ask questions mm, mm-hmm. about our private life. Right. Well, that's my private life. Really? Mm. That's why Jesus said, Hey, come follow me. Come follow me. He didn't say, come listen to me. He said, come follow me. He wanted people to see him. He wanted people to know him. But see, we live in a world where a lot of the discipleship or, quote, proposed discipleship or what we say is people come in for an hour on Sunday and that's it. Yeah, they don't. That's all they get. And so how much can you really shepherd somebody if that's all they get? It's very difficult. And so he tells them, pray, pray for us. Then in verse 20 through 24. It's a benediction, but it's interesting. He still brings up another point. So we saw he called us to run sacrificially, submissively, and prayerfully, and finally dependently. In 20 to 24, he lays out a summary statement, really, of what he's trying to get across in the whole book and how they can run sacrificially, submissively, and prayerfully. He tells us the means. You can't just will yourself to do that. He says, May the God of peace, what kind of peace is he talking about? He's talking about the peace of no wrath from the creator, Mm. the peace of having a clear conscience, a forgiven conscience. He says, now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant. I think that's one of the only times that's used in the New Testament. Mm. Most of the time it's a new covenant. Why would he use eternal? What does eternal signify? When somebody says eternal, what does that mean? Everlasting. Yeah. When did everlasting start? 
Mm. When when does infinity start? Yeah, right. <laughs> so what he's saying is the blood of the eternal covenant. In other words, before you were ever walking the earth, you were mine. Your name was written before the foundation of the world in Ephesians 1, it says. And so he's saying eternal covenant there because he's wanting them to know I've earmarked you. If you're his, he earmarked you before you ever, before we were out of the womb, he knew who we were. Before your daughter was born, he knew the plans he has for her. And so verse 21, he says, equip. That word means to restore, to make fit. And it's used four times in the New Testament. Mm. It's used in Ephesians 4.11. Won't you read Ephesians 4.11? Ephesians 4.11, it, this word, it means equip or to make fit. All right. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the God, the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may not, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. But if you go back right after he says they gave apostles, prophets, teachers mm-hmm. to equip, that's that same word. It means to restore. To to he res, he wants to restore. And so he gave pastors to do that. He gave teachers, evangelists. 2 Timothy 3.16 says he gives his word to do that. Read that, 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17. You're going to do Bible drill right now. Second <laughs> Timothy 3.16 and 17. 3.16 and 17? Yeah. And... All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete equipped. Complete, How, be, complete, be, be complete equipped for every good work. That's the same word there. Mm. So God's, so pa- the church, pastors, teachers, evangelists, they equip. The word equips. Go to First Peter 5.10, and we're going to see one other thing God uses to equip. So the church equips, God's word equips, it restores us. What else? First Peter 5. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him. There it's used for restore. Yeah. So it's the same thing. It means to restore. And God restored you and I to be a pattern. We are his workmanship. When we come back, we're going to read Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. And we're going to finish up this study. All right. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We will be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth 
for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. It doesn't show signs of stopping. I've brought some corn for popping. The lights are turned way down low. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. When we finally kiss goodnight, how I hate going out in the storm. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are finishing up Hebrews today. And we are looking at uh, chapter 13, uh, verses 15 through 24 so if you have any questions, oh, also in the first part of the segment, we talked, or of the program, excuse me, we talked about the news of the day. So if you would like to talk about what we've talked about in Hebrews or what we talked about in the news of the day, you can join the discussion by calling us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That is ask at SWATradio.com. So, Taylor, We were saying that God equips you with everything good that you may do as will. Verse 21, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 talks about that God restored us to be a pattern for people. Like he said earlier in Hebrews 13, he says, remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God, consider their outcome of their way of life, imitate their faith. And so we are restored to be a pattern for others to follow. And that word means to make fit. So God takes me and you unfit men and makes us fit. Mm -hmm. And he does it by his grace. Read Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. For by, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are his workmanship. You see, God made me and you for himself. And like uh, Augustine said, we will be forever restless until we find our peace in him. If we look for it in the world, we'll never be at peace. And the truth is we spend most of our life and our resources trying to influence others mm-hmm. to think we're significant. Yeah. We're, we're somebody We're we want to influence their opinion about us. So they think we're important or significant. And the truth is God made us significant. He made us important because we're part of his plan. Yeah. And and if we could remember that, then we would know why we're here to fulfill his plan. 
Uh, why did he save me to fulfill his plan? Why has he left me here to fulfill his plan? And so I think so often, I mean, when's the last time you were in a, a, a service and you felt called and challenged to live out that plan so that you could put God on display in such a way that others would see a pattern in you because it's the greatest mission that ever lived. I mean, think about it. I shared this Monday with you. We were talking about the difference in sacrifice. Mm -hmm. A football player, a soldier, or a soldier of the Most High God. I mean, three different commitment levels. Two of them, I mean, I can honestly say that most of the football players I know aren't laying their life down when they go out on a football field. True or false? True. You've played college football. Your mm-hmm. dad was a professional football player. But your dad didn't go out on the field thinking, I could die today. Yeah, no, not at all. He went out on the field thinking, I hope I score a touchdown today. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, isn't that true? Yep. Most of us think about the glory aspect of what we do when we sacrifice or the result of sacrifice mm-hmm. instead of what it could cost but with god's people remember i said crucified people don't look back they only look ahead they they realize their lives are are already taken yeah here on earth they were never meant to this was not our end all uh and i think i quoted i don't know if i quoted it with you or david gray i think i did it with you from that movie act of valor where they said if you're not willing yeah. to risk everything you've already lost mm-hmm. the battle yeah no. and so uh there was a guy named danny from the citadel i read this at the swat i've got it in my bible it's a reminder to me of our attitude and he went to the citadel and it's called the commitment of a martyr and danny said this in his journal he said i'm part of the fellowship of the unashamed the die has been cast i've stepped over the line the decision has been made i'm a disciple of jesus christ i won't look back i won't let up or slow down back away or be still my past is redeemed and my present makes sense my future is secure i'm finished and done with low living sight walking smooth knees colorless dreams chained visions worldly talking cheap giving and warped goals my face is set and my gate is fast my goal is heaven and my road is narrow my way is rough my companions are few my guide is reliable and my mission is clear i won't give up shut up let up until i've stayed up stored up prayed up and then paid up for the cause of christ I must go until he comes. I got to give till I drop, preach till everyone knows, and work till he stops me. And when he comes for his own, he will have no trouble recognizing me because my banner will have been clear. Danny was martyred in Africa, and he left these notes in his room, which were found by his friends after his death. Wow. So we're fooling ourselves if we think we're going to die for God when we won't live for him Mm. on a day-to-day basis. So um, 
I, I think as we consider our purpose and we consider our uh, reason for God leaving us here, we've got to remember that God wants us to put him on display to people, and we should have a sacrificial attitude of the highest order, saying, whatever it takes, God. Remember the Avengers? Did you see the Avengers? Mm-hmm. Remember when they said, whatever it takes, and they all got in like they're going to break? Remember at the, the last oh. one, whatever it takes? That was kind of the byline even for the movie, whatever it takes. Well, too often, that's not our byline in the Christian life. For us, most of the time, it's whatever I'll give. Mm. It's not whatever it takes. Yeah. You know, whatever God's asking you to do, are you willing to do it to put him on display? Um, and, you know, um, Tozier, who is a guy I love reading, he's great. He says, the cross would not be a cross to us if it destroyed in us only the unreal and the artificial. It is when it goes on to slay the best in us that its cruel sharpness is felt. Hmm. You think about that for a second. Too often, what we want to do, we want to put things on the cross that we don't want anymore. Mm. Yeah. But sometimes God may put things on that cross that he doesn't want anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's tough for us sometimes yeah. as we think about that life. So we have to run sacrificially. Uh, we have to run submissively to him first and then to the leaders he's put over us, you know, because the leaders have to give an account to God for how they're leading. And you saw that on the football field. You know, the coach is accountable to the athletic director. Mm-hmm. And if his players aren't obeying him, guess what? He's got to give an account for that. Yep. And so the reason you should obey the coach is because he has to give an account. And so these leaders have to give an account. So um, I think uh, – this old song Stephen Olford used to sing all the time. It's just a, sh- a little refrain, but it's Jesus be Jesus in me, no longer me but thee. Resurrection power, fill me this hour. Jesus be Jesus in me. And I think back to that last part of him equipping us. It's a, there's a reason he said the God who raised Jesus from the dead. If he's got the power to raise a dead body and make it alive, He's got the power to help you to be sacrificial, to help you be submissive, and to help you be prayerful and dependent on him. We just have to look to him and ask him to do that. Does that yeah. make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. That's, that's good stuff right there. I'll tell you <laughs> I, Challenging, though, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, but I think it also, you know, as a man, it, it kind of speaks to the the manly part of the Christian walk, you know, and, and it kind of galvanizes you to like, ah, oh, yeah, I want to. I'm gonna go out there and get it, you know. Mm. So, but give me I, some, right? Yeah, right. And it's something that you know is sometimes uh, you, you you don't feel or you don't get uh, depending on where you're at and who you're uh, associating with. So I think it's always good to get that reminder in. Well, know? well, here's the deal. There's two ways to live in in this life. You can live our way or you can live God's way. Our way is to reject God as ruler. Yeah. God's way is to submit to him and to Jesus as our ruler. Uh, Our way is to try to run our own life. God's way is to rely on him, to rely on his death and resurrection. 
The result of our way always ends in condemnation by God, judgment and death. But the result of God's way is forgiven by him and we're given eternal life. So how do we do God's way? Well, you talk to him. You acknowledge that you want to live your way, mm. but you don't want to do that anymore. And and this is the gospel. The good news is that Jesus Christ came as a perfect man born to a virgin to fulfill all the biblical prophecies, to lay his life down as the sacrifice, the only sacrifice that would appease God for sin for all time. And the Bible says that if we will place our faith in him, and by doing that, the act of that faith is submission of your heart to him to say, I give you my heart, I'm going to submit to Jesus, and I'm going to trust you with my life. That's very hard for us to do, but you can't do it apart from this Holy Spirit leading you, guiding you to do that. But you can do it, and it'll change your life forever. It's changed my life. It's changed your life. It's changed a lot of people's lives. So uh, I hope that if you're listening that you would do that. You know, tomorrow I'm going to have a guy that I flew with on the Marine Corps. Oh, cool. Uh, we, we both flew Harriers. His name's Joe, and Joe's a pilot for an airline now. He's going to be in the studio with me tomorrow. He's flying in. I asked him if he'd be on the program. But when I first met Joe, he wasn't a believer. Mm. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But since then, he's gone to Russia with me. He's been to Israel with me. And he's going to share about his own journey. And I think you'll be encouraged. So tune in tomorrow. Yeah, that sounds, sounds awesome. Make sure that you listen. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen uh, to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. And you can also download our SWAT app in the app stores. Join us th- uh, weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Merry Christmas. All right. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual